Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads. They tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life Her Podcast. I have the amazing Jasmine Young with us today with Southern Tax Prep. Hey, Jasmine, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Just getting by the day. <laughs> I definitely understand it. Now, it's one thing that caught my attention that I really admire about you. And the fact that, in a sense, you turn your pain into, into power. When people say negative things, it gives you fuel. Right. And I saw that and it just caught my attention because I I do the same thing. <laughs> and and it's and it's like to a point when people usually turn their pain into power or turn people's conversation and thought process into something greater for themselves, so many people will be a lot more successful in life instead of carrying that burden. I definitely, I definitely agree. I um, it was tough at first. Um, being young, being a uh, one of the co-captains of my basketball team in high school, and um, yeah, the comment that was made to me. So of course, being a, a high school basketball captain, um, we had to choose our uniform, and um, I was a co-captain with two other girls, and I just told them, you know, after looking through catalogs, hey, whatever y'all decide, that's fine. You know, I'll just you know pay for it you just tell me what it is and the comment that was made was well everybody's not fed with a silver spoon like you and it, I did get upset no lie I was I was upset I was angry because I felt like I wasn't getting anything that anybody else shouldn't have been getting I mean I came from a two-parent home my dad uh, worked with Brown and Fairs Industries and my mom worked at Walmart as a, a customer service rep so um I learned basically how to deal with money from them. Um, they helped build each other's credit. They held each other accountable and they worked hard and they just instilled it in us. So it wasn't like, you know, we were wealthy or, you know, well off or something like that. We just, I just grew up with, you know, hardworking parents. But I right. realized that the people that I went to school with um, didn't have it. They weren't getting the financial education um, instilled in them like I was. So it was perceived as if I had something that other people didn't have when I thought that what I had was normal. So I realized then that this is an issue for our community because what's normal and what everybody should be getting, everybody doesn't have access to. So I, that's actually how I birthed my company by wanting to provide people with the, nor the normalcy of financial education that everybody should get. And that's what I did. Six years in now, um, I've been providing financial education through my services. So that's what I did. That's amazing. And I love how you say your, um, how your mother and father installed financial literacy in the household and taught you many things. And that is that gap that's missing in families because people right. splurge on money and they really don't they think do. about their future. Right. So that that's for them to teach you that at a young age, it was a true blessing. And it goes right. to show why other kids did think you were 
silver spoon because it was the fact that your parents did things differently from their parents. Right. And you know, like and some kids, kids don't understand yeah, that. They don't. They don't. They just think, oh, well, you got it good or, you you know, you're getting something that we're not getting. Everybody isn't as fortunate. And I could see, you know, I could see that being the case why they would think that way. But coming from my perspective, I was like, well, why isn't everybody else able to do this? Like, what am I getting that they're not getting? And it was simply access to information and examples. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's that's just, it, it's really sad. And it's still like that today. But having podcasts and having women like you to install this type of information to people, it makes them aware of it that it's not okay right i completely agree so um we basically just started well i started the company to make this a normalcy i mean i feel like you know everybody should be allotted the same opportunities to be great or do whatever it is that they want to do whether you want to be an employee or if you want to be an entrepreneur everybody should be given the, the same access to all information to be great in ways that they, uh, in whatever way they want to. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, tell me a little bit of more, a little bit more about Southern Tax Prep. So Southern Tax Prep was started in um, Huntsville, Alabama, which is where we initially, where we initially um, started the farm. And in doing that, we started off with tax preparation services, which is our flagship service that everybody mostly knows us for. And um, we started off doing taxes very, very small, started in, in a two-bedroom apartment um, in Huntsville. And um, I used, I, I, I actually thought that, you know, well, family would be the first, my first customer. But that's not always the case. Right. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of people, and of course, I had went to school, got an accounting degree. Um, I didn't have my CPA at the time when I started. But I was um, getting my master's. So uh, I, I was like, well, I can do taxes because, you know, during school you have internships and volunteer programs. And I was able to provide that service. And I thought that my family would be, you know, the first customers. And some of them were. But then you have, I think there's this thing with our um, community where we don't trust each other. We feel yeah. like, um, well, I'm not going to go to her because she's black, she's probably not going to do my taxes, right? And we mm-hmm. trust others outside of our race yes. more than we trust ourselves. So I Girl, wanted to preaching. become a trusted, a trusted advisor with my community to say, hey, you can get somebody to do that looks like you to do the exact same thing that others outside of our race would do. And in actuality, I feel like I'm better able to serve my community because I understand my community. I'm not just listening to what you tell me. I, I've seen, you know, all the situations. I remember I grew up with with people that thought that I had something more than them. So I understand people not understanding information or not knowing information. And it just I wanted to provide that comfort that hey, yes, I am black and yes, I am educated in this area. And I can help you understand to the point where you don't have to be embarrassed for not knowing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that that has been my um my my drive my passion is to just provide that financial literacy in a way that people are comfortable with asking questions. So you know 
as, as as black people, we don't talk about finances. We we no. blow money left and right, and and when it's gone, it's just gone. <laughs> We're not, you know, uh, we and it's because we haven't been taught how to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be that person to say, hey, I know what our history is. I know why we do the things we do. Let me help you. So that's the purpose of Southern Tech. Yes, we do provide paid services. But our goal ultimately is to teach and spread financial literacy, whether it be through our services, whether it be through our free training, uh, free training um, videos that we do online or through our online academy, uh, Financial Literacy University, whatever way we can get the information to you, that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really good. That's a blessing because I know me personally, I found myself having a hard time finding, like I have a, I I will have a great tax person. I've been having them for years, but not to a point that will help me build wealth. Is that something that you help people with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, generational wealth and financial literacy is what we're all about. Um, and one thing about building generational wealth is, to be honest, our community, um, people of color, black people, we have the lowest net worth out of all the races. Mm. And I wanted to be um, a catalyst to change it because I believe that, number one, we're more than capable of doing so. I mean, we see it every day. And what makes us so different from everybody else that we can't have, we can't have the nice things. We can't pass down, you know, um, nice homes and what or whatever the case may be for our kids instead of passing on liabilities and burdens and the generational curse of being financially illiterate so right. generational wealth um to me is what's going to um change the course of our culture um we came here to this country with nothing and we built this country if yeah. we can build a whole country imagine what we can do for ourselves individually and collectively mm-hmm. as a culture. So um, one, of my, one of my um, inspirations is actually Black Wall Street. Um, not a lot of people know about Black Wall Street and, and, and a few people have come to know about Black Wall Street um, right. recently as a result of, you know, the, the death of George Floyd. And a lot of yes. people have, you know, started supporting uh, black, uh, black owned businesses. And that's what Black Wall Street was. It was a, it was a prominent, um, a prominent town called the, uh, the Greenwood District um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they where they had a school system, they had an airport, they had um, a hospital, they had schools, they had grocery stores. Yeah, they we had a whole community back then. But when it was when it was um, destroyed by our white counterparts, we just never got over that. And the wealth gap started there, and it it's been that way ever since then and i believe mm-hmm. that we can we can do that again if we can build a whole country we can rebuild black wall street yes we definitely can sometimes i find it difficult for blacks to work with each other because everyone wants to be on top right. and i think it's i feel like if you just serve the position the gift that you have and leave right. it there and let that other person handle things I think if everybody have a level level mind to a point we could all prosper together and not get upset of the you know the 
the levels that other people may reach that we may have right. not reached, it'll right. go a lot better. And I, and that's just the Willie Lynch syndrome and everything else that we have going on. And we just right. need to right. break that generational trait that we right. have and think about us coming together as one. Right. I definitely, definitely agree. Yes. Um, what I've noticed also is that you, um, you moved to Atlanta and you became a certified fraud examiner. I am a certified fraud examiner as well as a certified public accountant. Yes. We actually moved to um, Atlanta back in 2015. Um, and we put our first office here located um, behind the airport. And um it's so funny because I had no desire of moving to Atlanta at all. <laughs> I hadn't traveled there much as a child or even in, in college. I didn't take road trips to Atlanta or anything like that. Um, I really started frequenting Atlanta around, I would say, 2013. But it was never a place where I just saw myself moving to. Right. And just one day I had this epiphany. If I want to grow and I want to be what I what I hope to be which is a global um a global chain of accounting firms then why not go to atlanta atlanta is like black hollywood that's what people call yes. it and i'm like <laughs> if i want to service my people let me go to where my people are because at the time huntsville was just a college town and it is uh -huh. so so much now but being in atlanta has catapulted my business in ways that i feel like um i still would have been able to do it in huntsville but it probably would have took me a little bit longer Okay. So uh, coming, coming to Atlanta has really catapulted my business. I've been able to connect with, with different people, different Black people, especially in my profession, um, uh, different organizations like uh, the National Association of Black Accountants, uh, National so uh, Society of Black CPAs, um, the Georgia Society of B uh, CPAs, um, Atlanta chapter, like just being able to network with people. And to be honest with you, before... I came, I, I didn't know any black CPAs. What? And then now that I'm here in Atlanta, like it's like a whole sea of us. Wow. And it excites me so, it excites me so much. Um, there's actually um, a very, uh, to me, it's an, it's, it's an inspiring uh, statistic as it relates to uh, black professionals um, in my area. There's about 650,000 CPAs, um, and out of that 650,000 CPAs, only 5,000 are Black. Wow. I never knew that. Yes. So I feel like a unicorn, like yeah. a, diamond in the, a diamond in a rough. And then to come to where, where I see other Black CPAs, I'm like, oh, my God, there's other people that look like me. And, right. Um, also, too, another thing that I came in con in contact with is what's called imposter syndrome. Um, a lot of us, and I, when I say us, I mean black people, a lot of us feel like, well, we have to look like our counterparts and we have to talk like our counterparts in mm -hmm. order to get what our counterparts have. And that is so not true. No. A lot of the clients that I have been able to um, connect with and serve, they didn't buy my service. They bought me. So I feel I feel like um, once we get comfortable in our skin and get comfortable with being the magical people that we are, we can do anything. 
Oh yeah, definitely. You definitely can. It's just it's having right. that faith, that consistency, right. that loyalty, right. and you know, just just being on point. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people don't realize. Like we gotta be on point and about right. our business and not absolutely not dodge people, not be unprofessional in so many exactly. ways. Exactly. And when that professionalism is there, it creates a whole pattern for yourself right. to elevate. Right. And it creates trust too. Not just with not just with your own kind, but people that don't look like me. Yeah. They trust me. Because yeah. they see, well, she's not afraid to be herself. She knows herself, even though she doesn't look like me. I can't refute her professionalism. I can't refute her experience. I can't refute her expertise because it's all there. And she's able to be herself. I want to work with her. And I mm-hmm. feel like when we when we do that as a culture, not just, you know, to prove something to our counterparts, but do that for each other. Trust each other in business. And we can go wherever we want to go. Yes, definitely. One thing I want to ask you is, with a lot of things going on with the pandemic and a lot of people getting business loans, a lot of Mm -hmm. people getting unemployment, even unemployment for self-employment, could you tell me the consequences on certain things that will happen as far as... Oh, boy. (laughs) As far as people just accumulating so much money, not knowing it's going to be a time right. when they're going to yes, have to please. prove it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people got the money because, oh, it's it's free money. Number one, the money given to you from the government is never free. Never. Let me start there. If it's not a tax refund, it's never free. Of course, a tax refund is just a refund of the taxes that you, that you paid in. Now, and and people tend to do things with that, but let me let me go back to the uh the whole pandemic money and everything like that. Um, uh, what people fail to realize is yes, the money that they did get, there will come a time where you will have to prove it. Um, the FBI and the Department of Justice um have partnered with the Small Business Associate uh administration to actually crack down on people that committed fraud to get that money. Um, I've had several people reach out to me asking, do I need a lawyer? I didn't understand what I was doing. Somebody did it for me. I paid somebody to help me. And I'm like, well, this is the this is the importance of seeking a professional when you're doing these things because they're cracking down and it, it won't be any, uh, well, well, I didn't know because on these applications, they make sure that they put certifications on there that ask you to check the box if you certify that all the information that you entered is correct. If you click that box or somebody click that box on your behalf, then you, you're going to be held accountable. And the consequences of that is very, very, very steep. Um, not only will you face jail time, but you're going to mm-hmm. have to pay that money, that money back. Um, I know recently I was reading an article um, where it was about, so far they've determined $126 million in potential fraud from the small business loan program. Jesus. Yeah, and that was, was, I think it was back in June. Um, And basically, it's the $3 trillion that they gave to small businesses. A lot of people that needed the money didn't get it because a lot of people that shouldn't have got it got it 
Mm-hmm. So it, it it was um it was to me, I feel like it was in a way I can understand why people did it because they thought from a from a from a cultural standpoint, coming here to this country, we built this country and a lot of people feel like, well, we never get a break. Why can't we just get some of this money? We we've done this and we've done that for years. And I get that, but at the same time, the consequence of it is too great to risk. I, mm-hmm. um, at, at no time do I promote fraudulent activity. Um, of course, because I'm a professional, I want everybody to, I want them, I want our culture to have what we should have, but I want us to get it the right way. Because if you don't, you're going to be facing, you know, some jail time. And yes. it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a very uh, overwhelming thing for a lot of people because at the same time, the people that are, are fraudulently getting these loans, nine times out of 10, they can't afford a lawyer. So how are you going to fight the charge? Mm-hmm. It's like, a, it's a never, it's a never ending cycle. Um, and I just think that it, it is not, it's not worth it to me. No. But it, it, it is a, it is a healthy, a hefty uh, price to pay. Um, the SBA did put out a statement that they would they are able to audit any loan amount at any time. A lot of people were under the impression that, oh, if I didn't get uh, a certain amount of money, then they won't bother me. That's not the case. No. That is not the case. So um, I think it's going to be, it's, it's definitely going to hurt me to my heart to see it. But at the same time, right is right and wrong is wrong. So Yes, yes. And I, and I see it a lot. And it was so it's so funny because um, a lot of people was like, you need to get payroll protection. And I, you Jasmine, I was so scared. I was scared to do anything. I was like, no, the only thing I got was an SBA loan. And right. I was content with that. And they like, apply for right. this, apply. No. Right. <laughs> I definitely I, agree with you. You you did the right thing, and, yes, and in actuality, the, those fraudulent um fraudulent um filings that they discovered so far actually um resulted from individuals who either lied about the number of of employees that they had in their business, or that they uh didn't uh they really didn't have a business at all. It was something fictitious. Yes. So it um. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's yes gonna be and just <laughs> think of all the people that apply for eins and llcs for that moment right. just to even get that and you haven't right. even been in business a right. month you didn't even meet the qualifications to be it to, yes. to be eligible for it so yeah yes. it's gonna be crazy and then the thing about that is in applying for ein numbers you put out to the irs that you have this business if you come you know, next year tax time and you're not reporting taxes for this business, they're going to be working with the SBA to crack down on that. So it's like you're you're creating the trail against yourself already. Mm-hmm. And yes. I mean, it is very, it's very unfortunate. And I know that this pandemic has caused a lot of people to be out of work, laid off, and people were just trying to do what they, what they thought they should do to survive. But in this situation, um, it it would not. It's not smart to have. If you did that, um, 
yeah, I, it's gonna be some hefty consequences. And that's all <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh my god, these people about to lose it. Yes. <laughs> so it's and then that just creates the, the same cycle of us in the system not being able to have breaking up families of if you were losing the income that you were contributing to your family, it just creates the same cycle over and over and over again. And I just want to be, you know, um, a trusted advisor and a catalyst um, to help us do better. Just do better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, could you tell me a little bit more, a little bit more on how you would like women to advise for being professional and how to use social conflicts and issues in their workplace? So, um, I will speak from a, of course, I'm a Black woman, so I'll speak from a Black woman's um, uh, perspective. Um, a lot of times in, in workplaces, whether you're an entrepreneur or a, an employee, um, we have a, a, a stigma about us that, oh, well, you should watch your tone or, um how we present ourselves oh your hair is not straight we have a we 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 have a tough time when it comes to um what other people perceive us to be professional um Mm -hmm. the way i have gotten over that uh and, and and let me caveat this to say a lot of companies have come out uh with these diversity and inclusion surveys to ask us you know uh, do you feel do you feel included? Do you you know do you feel comfortable working here? And the, the truth of the matter is we don't. Um, we um even with being a business owner, it's always a little bit different. Um, being in a room full of people that don't look like you, and wondering how people will accept you. Um, what I have learned over the years um is number one. If you know your stuff, be be an expert in your in your field. Um, and two, be confident. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of comments that I've heard over the years is, oh well, be, they're disgruntled or they're angry. A lot of people mistake our tone for being angry. When in actuality, we project our voices really well. We, we we speak clearly and we stand firm on what we mean. And I want us as women to um, don't back down on that. Mm-hmm. What I realize is you may not be everybody's cup of tea, but you may be somebody's shot of Hennessy, okay? So yes. <laughs> don't back down on what you know. If something is wrong, speak up and just be yourself. That's what people are attracted to. You don't have to be um, like your counterparts in the same room. You don't don't compromise yourself for acceptance. And I feel like when we do that and we have that professionalism, we're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. We're unstoppable. Yes, that's that that's definitely for sure. And I think, like, what do you think as far as women in competition and women downgrading another woman when they are doing oh, something mm-hmm. great? Oh, I absolutely hate competition between women. Because the thing is, and I, of course, I'm coming from a black woman's perspective. I feel like the black woman is the most unprotected person on earth. Because yes. even with what's happening with our with our black men, we're there to pick them up. We're there to support them. We're there to cover them and 
help them carry the the weight of the world that's on their shoulder. But who's there to back up? No, so we're like we're we're like a lone lone wolf, um, in a sense. And it's to me, it is asinine to attack one another. Mm-hmm. Why would we attack one another when we we don't have anybody to support us? So yeah. why not support each other? There's no yeah. reason to to not another another woman. If anything, uplift that woman because you never know your increase or your blessing may come from helping somebody else, helping yes. another woman, saying, hey, sis, look, I see you working on this, and I came across this article that I thought you'd be interested in that might help your business. I just wanted to share it with you. You never know what the return from that will be. Not saying that you do things to get a return, but it's just, I think, I, I, I go by the golden rule. You treat people how you want to be treated. Yes. Help one another. Yes, and you gotta be be genuine about it. Don't don't have an ulterior motive behind what you're trying to do because you're it's not gonna be successful for you anyway. Exactly. And everything you put out in the universe comes back. Oh yeah, definitely. If 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 you're putting out negativity and um (laughs) you're conniving and you're scheming against the next woman or you're trying to uh cause her to stumble, you're gonna get that back. It may not happen right then, but you might be getting ready to get this big deal and something that you did causes you not to do it and you'll be reminded, dang, because I did this to this other sister, this is this is what happened. Mm-hmm. So we just got to be careful about what we put out in the universe and just support one another. Treat people like you would want to be treated. And I always like to think of it like this too. What if, if you have children? Um, I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews and I right, always me too. if somebody <laughs> did that to my child whether it's my son or my daughter how would I feel because nine times, not every time that things will come back to you it could skip you and come back to your kids do you want your kids reaping what you put out mm-hmm. so, so that's another thing I just I just wish people would just be, be considerate think about others more than yourself be humble and help one another to me, yes. it's very simple, but I realize it's not that simple to everybody because if it was, then we wouldn't encounter a lot of the problems that we encounter now. But we yes. just come together. Yes, we have to. So tell me a little bit about your virtual event coming up, um, Closing the Gap. Oh, my goodness. Closing the Gap. Um, I'm very excited about it. It's a virtual tour um, where we're going to talk about closing this wealth gap between us and our white counterparts. A lot of people don't know the wealth of a white family is $171,000. That's almost 10 times, 10, 10 times the wealth of a black family, which is currently $17,000. So with this this event, what we're going to do is going to be August the 10th through the 14th. And every night, we're going to talk about different facets of financial literacy and what we can do individually and collectively as a culture to close the gap as it relates to budgeting, as it relates to credit, as it relates to investing your way to residual income, and as it relates to being business owners, using business ownership to build wealth. We're going to talk about and and give practical tips on what to do in order to help close this gap. Um, And then we're going to climax on the 14th with um, a panel discussion where we're going to talk about how uh, how to use financial freedom to trump racism. Um, I'm excited to be partnering with a lot of influencers out there 
that have um, a similar platform as me as it relates to educating the community on financial literacy. Um, Krista Jordan from Rolling Out, she's going to be our, our host for um, the Closing the Gap uh, panel discussion. Um, let's see, we have uh, Aisha Adams is going to be a part. Um, uh, uh, Rhonda Brunson, she's going to come and talk to us about uh, credit. It's going to be a lot of lot of people, and each night at seven o'clock, it's going to be streaming live. So, and it's mm-hmm. free. Let me okay. not forget to say that the, the event is free because we want we want to give people their access that they need information that they otherwise may not get, whether it's because um of their income level, of the color of their skin, or their social status. We want to make this available to everybody. So, it's going to be streaming on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook. It'll be, oh, if be you amazing. have social media, you can have access to the event. And we're actually um, asking people to register for the event. Even though it's free, we want to connect with you. And we're actually going to give uh, 50% off to all registrants um, off of our uh, financial planners that Southern Tech um, has published. We have two planners. Um, one is a financial a wellness planner where you can a- actually assess the financial health of your personal life. And it will literally walk you through the steps of what you need to do with each facet of financial literacy in order to become financially literate. And then we also have a new plan that we just released this year um, called The Bottom Line. It's basically a, a financial planner for entrepreneurs that teaches them, number one, the steps to form a legitimate business and then how to um, document the income and expenses for the business. And if you use the planner correctly, you can literally take this planner and give it to your tax professional to prepare your taxes uh, for your wow. business. So um, we're, we're offering a lot of things we made yeah. it through because it's, it's very important. Especially right now, I think the climate is ready to hear, you know, what we what we can do to fight racism because we've marched, um, we've boycotted, we've supported black businesses. And I feel like the, the solution is gonna be replacing that black dollar. We've yes. been putting our money into so many other communities. Now it's time for us to invest in ourselves. And I believe it to be true because before the death of George Floyd, you didn't hear companies making diversity and inclusion statements or saying oh, no. that they stand in solidarity with African Americans. <clears throat> no. But as soon as we started to support our own, as soon as we started to take our money and say, hey, we're going to support those that look like us, here comes the companies. We saw a yeah. lot of people re- retracting statements like Starbucks wouldn't allow their customers to wear any Black Black Lives Matter masks. But once they put that statement out, they quickly retracted when Black people said, all right, we're not going to Starbucks. They came mm-hmm. back and said, hey, hey, we'll let our employees wear it. Why? Because the Black dollar matters. And yeah, it matters a lot. Gap. Yes, that's the focus of this event. So I'm really, really excited about it. I'm really, really passionate about it, and I hope um, I hope people attend and not just part of part of becoming financial literacy is getting access to the information. But the half, the other half of the battle is application and changing how we think about money and financial freedom. And I want people to actually believe that you you can't have it, but it's going to take discipline and it's going to take uh, application in order for us to get it. So. Hopefully, uh, through this event, a lot more people will become a lot more serious about yes. um, obtaining financial freedom, building generational wealth, and just being financially free. Yes, I know I'm registering. <laughs> I 
I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited about it. Um, my team and I we worked hard to put this together, and I I really think it's gonna be um an impactful event. Yeah, it's it's so informative because I see that you're doing money mindset, credit mm-hmm. matters, investing your way of residual income building yeah. wealth through business ownership it's like right. you covering all the bases yes of everything yes. and i couldn't see why anybody would not want to attend this to better right. their own you know personal home their their right. wealth their future and Absolutely. everything and it's That's, free so it's like what what, yeah. what do you lose from attending <clears throat> yes there's nothing to lose here no it, it, it isn't at all it's like free information that you would literally right. pay for any other time. Absolutely, because I promise you, if you go to these other firms for my counterpart, you got to pay that consultation fee. You have to Ooh, pay people for their yes. knowledge. A hundred plus. Um, yeah, and I go out on a limb to, you know, provide free consultations, provide free education to say, hey, I'm giving it to you. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I know it's a few few listeners of the listeners do, that we do have they are mm-hmm. business owners and a lot of people mm-hmm. do have employees can you touch base on how important it is to keep up with your liability taxes absolutely so payroll taxes are very important um, as an employer um and it, it was one of the key factors that um the paycheck protection program focused on and one of the reasons why a lot of people Another reason why a lot of business owners weren't um, didn't get the loan is because they didn't have the documentation to back up that, hey, I got 10 employees that I have to pay and I need money to, you know, help survive this pandemic. Um, a lot of us uh, tend to um, confuse having a hustle with a business. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lack documentation. So um, that's another thing that we're going to talk about um, during the um, the business ownership class on August the 13th is how to document your business. Because if you don't have any documentation to the government, it never existed. Everything mm-hmm. is about documentation. And when it comes to money, if you cannot support um, your claims with documentation, they, they charge. The, the, mm-hmm. the, fee, the fee is hefty and you don't want to, I tell people all the time, it's three people you do not want to mess with in the world, and that's the I, the R, and the S. They do not play about their money. They will garnish your wages. They will put a lien on your property. It is very important for business owners to keep up with those those uh, payroll liabilities and any money that you owe the government, any money that you owe anybody. And that's something else we're going to touch on is, is you know, pay, paying back what you owe. And not right. not um, getting into so much debt, borrowing more than you can pay. That's that's, right. that's something in itself. So we're definitely going to cover that in the in the credit matters class as well on August August the um, August eleventh. But it's very important uh, for employers to pay their payroll liabilities because at the end of the day, you're supposed to be making these payments on behalf of your employees. So what you do doesn't just affect your business, it affects your employees' lives as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it, it's just so important because I know me personally, I've been through some things as far as liability taxes, and it mm-hmm. comes from uh-huh. me not being knowledgeable of it. 
And right. it's a it's a lot of things once we offer here. I'm gonna talk to you about <laughs> but okay, no problem it's at all. A, it's a lot of things that we just I I see a lot of people just go into it and just want to celebrate the fact that they got their LLC or right. the fact that they got their EIN and they started the business. But what saddens me sometimes is the fact that you're starting something. But you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly, exactly. Like it's exactly. like I I don't knock anybody's hustle, the accomplishment that they had, but it's just the fact of being informed, getting a lot of informative information on owning right. a business, so it won't hinder you later on in the long run, right. because you know a lot of people is 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 dipping in they business and not dipping in a personal and all the mixtures and they be wanting proof of stuff so i i feel like this this whole conversation this whole podcast right now with you is very very important and i'm so happy that you on here and you just keeping it real with everyone i'm glad to be here this is what i love to do i'm passionate about it i've been passionate about it a lot of people don't know i was ocd i counted everything as a kid i counted myself I counted uh, between the cracks on the sidewalk, how many steps it would take to be. I mean, I literally counted every. I would even count my food particles. It was that deep for me. So I always knew that I would be doing something that had to do with numbers. And I, I, I um, like to help people. So I basically, I'm actually grateful that my passion and my purpose align because what I do doesn't feel like a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's like, you you gotta have a passion and a purpose for it because it'll get you to a point where you just want the dollars from people. Right. And you won't do right. your job. And that's where a lot of people be stuck at when they don't want right. to deal with blacks and only want to deal with other race as right. far as you know, working with their taxes. Right. I totally agree. We have to be passionate about it and not just chasing the dollar. I always tell people if you're starting a business, make sure you're starting it for the right reason. Um, yes. And if you're and if you're doing things right, if you're doing things in a professional manner, um, and you're doing things um uh, with honor and with excellence, the money will come. Oh Don't yeah. Don't focus on the money. Focus on the purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And that and that's where the the mix up come in at. Mm-hmm. It's just the, because it, it I think. Some people just want it right now when right. they don't know late. It takes five, ten years for you to actually it takes get, time. Yeah, get to where you really need to be. But once you Absolutely. make your money and you seeing it coming, you don't want to mm-hmm. spend it right away because you what if you have a slow month? Right. You know, it's just you you just never know what happens. So it, it's just great to even give them an idea to even just reach out to you and ask right. you many questions and see what's going on because you're you're going to be honest with them <laughs> absolutely absolutely i don't sugarcoat anything no I you think don't that's important for that's important for us uh, as Seriously. a community to be honest with each other tell the truth i'm not going to tell number one i'm not going to tell you anything that i don't know to be true and I'm not going to tell you anything that will jeopardize my license, my firm, and my livelihood because I've worked hard to to get to where I am, and it would do me no justice to, you know, send you down the wrong path. 
Yes. And one of the things um, we can do, like as far as in closing, um, what I like is your Silver Spoon Promise. What inspired you to do that? So that Silver Spoon Promise actually came from that negative comment that I got from my classmates. Uh, when we were trying to pick out the uh, pick out the uh, uniforms for the basketball team, and I told made the comment, "Hey, whatever y'all pick out, just pay for it." And the re- response was, "Everybody wasn't fed with a silver spoon like you." When the silver spoon, in actuality, was my parents' example of hard work, accountability, and financial education. So mm-hmm. I took that negative connotation and made a promise to all that encounter Southern Tech that I will I will feed you with the silver spoon. If you connect with us, you will be fed what I was fed as a child, which is the silver spoon of hard work, accountability, and financial education. Mm-hmm. So your so your kids when you build wealth, your grandkids and everybody yep. need a silver spoon too. <laughs> yep, they will be. They will be. Yep. <laughs> Call it what you want. But I, I absolutely really- I really like that because it's like that that shows your passion and your dedication for what you do is because right. you're utilizing it in the services that you provide and in your own personal life too because you know some people can be contradictive off the things that they do and you're walking it with your faith. Absolutely. So that is amazing. I I really appreciate you and I love the fact that you chose Life Her Podcast to be on here and share everything and no definitely I enjoy it. thank you and um everyone I would love for you guys to register on southerntaxprep.com and go under events and apply and register for Closing the Gap which will be a long what is it August 10th through 14th August 10th through the 14th, every night at 7 p.m. Yes, make sure y'all register because this is very, very needed for your personal life, even friends or family. And thank you again, Jasmine. I really appreciate you. No problem. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly. Stay tuned for the next session, don't make it be your last